As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Welcome. How exciting is this? We are actually at the Highland Show and this is a special episode which is going to be a wander around. Dave and Anna, I might be involved a little bit, just having a look at the sights, the sounds and what's going on. What I like is the different type of people. It is not just only standard uh, farmers, it is young people, a lot of young people. There's so much, there are like so many, for example, machines and such, which I just didn't really know what they did at all. Wow, there's like a huge you know, world of things which happen in like agriculture, which I just wasn't aware of. Even just meeting people that you've not, like yourself, not seen for ages. <laughs> it's just brilliant to be back at the show. It's, it, in some ways it doesn't feel like three years, but in other ways, my God, it's just such a welcome sight. What do you think, Anna? I know, well, yesterday, um, today's a Friday of the show, and yesterday, I honestly say, even though most of it was working, it was one of the most fun days I've had for years. Wacky. It was brilliant, like just catching up with people, did have one or two drinks at the end of the day. You know, so many smiley faces, so many upbeat people, so many happy children. It was, uh, yeah, I went to bed absolutely buzzing last night and kind of feel the same today. It was really cool. We did some episodes about how it was missed from the calendar in 2020 and very much missed in 2021 and 2020. but. You only really realise that when you walk through the gate and say, well, here we are. Yeah, yeah, I know you're right. And it's, it is that buzz of, you know, just on the bus this morning coming out from centre of Edinburgh. Is that a um, by bus? Once in a while, <laughs> yeah, once in a while. You know, bumped into a guy from Stuart Wood from Orkney who I hadn't seen for years and we had a blether. And then, you know, you like everybody does, you get 50 yards, if that. You bump into somebody else that you know and you have a chat and some of it might be about work, some of it might be about where you're going on your summer holidays but it just feels like life is normal and good again and I think that's that will do a lot of good for everybody you know we've talked in episodes about you know mental health challenges and I think you know for some people just being here and seeing friends is going to make a real difference to their life. It's a funny thing they are a funny thing um, agricultural shows because I suppose that's the difference between people in the countryside, people involved in agriculture, etc., compared with maybe people in other careers and, and, and walks of life. Because, you know, let's face it, because, yeah, we're professional, but farming and what have you, such a way of life that you come to something like this and the, the, the blend of business, pleasure, blether is just, you know, it's amazing. And, you, and as I said, you, you don't realise it's gone till it's gone and we're here and it's great. And But on the subject of new things for, for, for 2022, I'm actually blown away, and I, and I say this without exaggeration, I'm blown away that we're standing now beside the first robotic autonomous tractor to come on the market in Scotland. And I, I actually really think 
what a game changer. It's been, I don't know, five years or whatever. We've been reading about these things in the press and this is what's going to happen and you're going to see one and here's a computer model, computer generated image, whatever mm. you call it, of what it might look like. There's one there, there it is. and there it is. And yeah, if I had uh, rather deeper pockets than I do, I could buy that and take it home. Yeah. So let's have a quick look at this. Um, Agbot uh, on the Soil Essentials stand, the first autonomous tractor to come to the market in Scotland. And actually when this pod goes out, which is gonna be on the Monday after the show, about two, three days later this week, if you hurry up and get onto the Soil Essentials website, I believe you can book a demonstration in East Lothian and at Boroderay near Dundee to actually see this thing working in the field. It's a funny looking thing, Anna. It is, it, because there's no cab, it looks kind of a bit weird. In fact, somebody likened it to a giant um, lawnmower. Hmm. And I suppose, yeah, not wishing to be disrespectful, it kind of does, we have a robot lawnmower at home, a tiny weeny one, and it does look kind of similar, but uh, hundred times the size but it's actually it's what it does that's important not what it looks like nevertheless quite impressive the point here for anyone that's a tractor nerd like me is actually this has got a proper linkage at the front proper linkage at the back a proper pto shaft it's got a conventional 156 horsepower dutes diesel engine it, you know to, to people that are sort of knowing about tractors and stats and what have you this is a tractor it just so happens that actually you don't have to drive the thing. Morning, my name is Jim Wilson. Uh, this is the Soil Essential Stand. And on the Soil Essential Stand, for the first time in Scotland, we have the Ag Seed Autonomous Vehicle. Mm -hmm. And how's it going, Jim? There's, I mean, I, was, I popped in very early yesterday and there was a bit of interest then, but you're sort of two days in now. There's been a, a bit of tyre kicking and a bit of interest. There's been a lot of tyre kicking, a lot of interest, a lot of people stopping and, and coming in and asking what it is. A lot of people have seen it in, in, in some of the, the social media posts. Mm. They're, they're fascinated by the concept and the universal comment is, this is the future. Yeah. This is absolutely the future. Is, is it real? You know, um, we've got Yoris here from Magexeed, who's one of the developers of, of the tractor. And... To be fair, as Jim says, it's the future, but it's actually not the future. It's here and now, and we could we could buy this and take it home and farm with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first ten machines will go into the field this year, and then we are talking about the track. So we also have uh, two wheel versions, and one of the versions is a three wheeler, and we are also uh, going to build uh, ten machines this year, and they will also go into the market. So actually, you are right. It's not the, fu uh, the future anymore. It's there. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be on farm in Belruderi. Correct. Um, yes. What was the other one? Archerfield in East Lothian this week. Yeah, and there's probably another couple that yep. uh, we've actually got a competition running where you can suggest jobs that the Agseed autonomous vehicle can come and do on your farm, and we'll see if we can fit them in. So we've kept a few days clear for that. Okay. So it's a challenge. It's a you challenge. want the toughest gigs this tractor can do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's well up to it. I think it's just, yeah, it'll be up to, well, it's up to anyone's imagination what it'll do, but it'll do what it needs to do, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yoris, not so much even in Scotland, but what's the, the interest, the uptake, you know, at home with you in the Netherlands and, and, and where, where, you, where you've been with the tractor? What's the, what's the farmer reaction to it? 
they want to have it. Uh, I mean, we are not talking about everybody immediately, but uh, the question for a lot of farmers is how many machines do we have in the field? Can I go to a customer who is already using the machine? So the first 10 machines will now definitely help to uh, convince other farmers, look, you can go to, uh, to this farmer, it works, he's uh, working with it. And of course, we will go through a learning curve. I mean, it will not be perfect from, uh, from the beginning uh, all the time. But we have done already so much hectares with so many different type of implements, so it looks very, very promising. Doing the job, yeah. Eh? Yeah. What are you making of the, the Royal Highland Show? Your first time here? It's first time here. Not the first time in, uh, in this area, but also the first time in uh, Edinburgh. Yes, yeah, so fantastic. So actually, I don't know why I have not been uh, earlier in the city. The city was beautiful, but the show is also... Yeah, very, uh, uh, what, what I like is the different type of people, it is not just only standard uh, farmers, it is young people, a lot of young people. This, this is uh, good for, uh, for agriculture in general and, uh, and uh, also sending the right message to, uh, to our community. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Cool, brilliant. Good. thank you. Thank you. Okay. And well, we had an interesting chat a few minutes ago with somebody about the question was, you know, are these driverless tractors going to be doing people out of a job? But actually, no, it's just an example of, of how digital technology is actually creating jobs yeah. elsewhere. And, you know, that's kind of exciting for those of us with kids yeah. about the future of the sector and the job market and technology and everything. But just, yeah, to see but something like that in Scotland Some is, of the jobs this so thing will exciting. do, you try and actually get someone to sit on the tractor and do it, mm. you know, a great example is we're talking about shows and things. You know, you could be at a show enjoying yourself or doing that business that we're talking <laughs> about. And that could be at home doing the work. And you know, yes. you know, you know, on a Saturday afternoon in the summertime, you're not gonna really it's just so difficult to get staff now. This is the answer. I know it's a shame we can't automate more of the things that we do. <laughs> we could put our feet up, couldn't we? <laughs> Dave, he would be out of a job if we could automate it all. Nobody could away, automate though. Dave, could they? <laughs> <laughs> I only learned to drive a tractor about three months ago. But yeah, I get it. I get how how important it is. You know, it's is, not just a toy, is it? You'll not it's need so to you drive it. You see, that'll drive itself. This <laughs> point. You're too late. <laughs> too late. It's not a skill you're going to need. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not sure if my husband's going to be investing in one of these anytime soon. So he might still needing to, be needing know. to drive. This is job. <laughs> yeah. So where, what's the rest of the day hold for you, Monty? Um, I have got, what do you call it? Do you call it networking? Do you call it continuous professional development? I don't know. I've got, I've got people to go and see. And uh, I've got, um, is that what you call it? Schmoozing. I've got, yes. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not apologetic about it because it's been three years in the coming. Three years in the making and here we go. Yeah. I know, it's funny how you say that actually because I, I clocked off at four yesterday from worky stuff and then almost felt guilty being in the members having a few drinks. And I thought, no, actually why should I because you're catching up with people you haven't seen for ages and you're even discussing work in some cases and you're just relaxing and, and this is for many people this is yeah a, a business and a social event and always will be busman's holiday tractorman's holiday yes yeah. is that sexist bus person's holiday tractor person's holiday <laughs> let's walk this way this is one of the busiest avenues um we've left monty working very hard exclamation mark i think as he says doing a mixture of work and play uh having a chat and then dave producer dave and i are now on a wander so uh we just want to chat to people about how they're enjoying their day and see what's what and record some 
some noises. So we're just walking past the Scottish farmer stand, always very busy, selling sweatshirts and t-shirts as well as um, the newspaper. And yeah, it's, it feels really, well, it always feels busy here, but it feels really busy and, and it feels really buzzing. This actually is one of the most popular stands, I think the Jewel stand. I don't think they need any free PR, but uh, always busy. People love the shopping, but I think most people come because they love livestock and farming and catching up with friends. And so in a minute, we'll be able to see the main ring. And yesterday, I watched a bit of the Clydesdale showing, ridden Clydesdales. I watched the show Hunter. Um, very early in the morning, I think I saw Highland Ponies in the ring. And obviously, that's the Highland Ponies we were speaking about when we spoke to... Uh, the lady from the Queen's stud at Balmoral about grass sickness. So I find it really interesting since we started doing the On Farm podcast of the, all of the different connections between all of the different people and all of the different things across multiple episodes. And uh, so yeah, it's nice to catch up with familiar faces. And oh my goodness, that those burgers the smell, smell of onions good, frying. don't they? Oh, in fact, I was just speaking to a photographer on the phone. He said, "Oh, I'm just experiencing the sights." The sounds and the smells of the Highland Show and I thought he was meaning unpleasant ones but no he actually meant the burgers. This feels like a real milestone to me so we started the podcast what the sort of January of 2020. Yes, yes. Um, and then obviously With no knowledge that the pandemic was about to hit absolutely. and then, then the world changed. will be a really key communication tool. And then two years ago Ras came to us and said there's no Highland Show this year we want you to help us keep the values of the Highland Society in people's minds over the summer. We want you as On Farm to help us to do that cohesion, that social cohesion that the Highland Show normally does to be a replacement for that. That was effectively what we were asked to do two years ago. It was. And if I say so myself, I think we did it pretty well because, you know, 14 episodes we produced, didn't we, last summer? And, And if we just stop here for a second, you know, we couldn't get this sound of commentators could we because we weren't here but we got so actually got so many of the voices that you wouldn't hear at the show just people who are never public but who've been coming all their lives and have a love for the show or um, people who are bringing their kids for you know introducing their kids to, to showing and to the kind of ethos of the show and um, we spoke to so many lovely people who you could wander around here and never actually meet. So I think it was a very different type of podcast. Obviously a very different type of podcast to the one we're recording today. And the irony of choosing um, to call our podcast On Farm and then not being allowed to get anywhere yes, near anybody's yes. farms for a year and a <laughs> we half. We should have called it On Zoom, shouldn't That's right, we? On Zoom, on the computer. <laughs> because it was for so long. And yet now we're actually standing here. I think they're Welsh ponies, Welsh beautiful, cobs, I think, yeah. um, in the ring there. You know, just being able to stand here and watch them, even even for you, Dave, you're not horsey, um, but just being able to take the sights and sounds and smells of the show in in person is just amazing. I was watching a little kid, a sort of a three, four-year-old kid earlier on a quad bike, bouncing around on a on a quad oh, bike, yes. uh, and he was there with his dad, and it yeah. reminded me of when I was that age, and I've got really clear memories of actually going to the Royal Welsh show because I grew up down south and. And it, those 
kids don't forget those things, no, those no. moments, those snapshots at an event like this. Yes, my brother still talks about the dancing tractors because we went, I think it was the Royal Show actually, when we were kids, and they had these JCBs that were literally lifting themselves up using the digger bit at the front, and then people were going underneath them, and my brother's probably only about three, and it, he still talks about it. So you, these memories that the kids are getting just... Oh, I see Maxine. Thank we spoke so to Maxine for one of our pods, obviously in 2020 when there was no show. So it would be great to chat to her again now that we're actually here. So let me go and tap her on the shoulder. Good morning. Hello, hello. Maxine, you're more knowledgeable about horses than I am. What are we watching here? We are watching, it's the Welsh Mountain, Welsh Mountain Ponies. They're just actually leaving the ring, aren't they? Because yeah. they must have done their stuff. Yeah, so we sat um, and watched the Highland Pony judging this morning oh, as well, and that was lovely. Yes. That yeah. was lovely. And I think being at the Highland and seeing the Highland Ponies, it's kind of the accolade of it, really. Yeah, so that was really nice. And yeah, it's just nice to be back yeah. and just in amongst it, because although they had the virtual last year, it was lovely. And we were watching it virtual yesterday, but it's just nice to actually be here and... Yeah, yeah, you feel the vibe, yeah. I mean, and listen, you know, here come the pipes. Yeah. You know, we didn't get that on Zoom, did we? No, there are certain no. things you just, you can't, just can't capture. The, and even just meeting people that you've not, like yourself, not seen for ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just catching up with people and meeting people that, you know, you only see from one year to the next, and we've missed that. Missed that, no, definitely. Stuart Melville pipe band. Yeah. It just gives you the goosebumps, doesn't it? Does, yeah, it? I just it's love lovely. it. I love it. So I'm guessing that um, the, there wouldn't really be anything that would have stopped you from coming to the no, show definitely. this year after two years of sitting at home and not being able to be involved in something like this. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just a no-brainer that you just actually end up... I think if I'd been at home, I would have been really wishing that I'd been here, to be honest. Oh, yes. Definitely. It's not until you're here and you feel and you see things and you, you feel the vibe. And it, even things that you, you know, you might not be interested in cattle, you might not be, but you just, it's just, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be part of it, really. Section D is So we spoke to Fergus last year, your son. You know, he did, you know, he was two years is a long time in a teenager's life, so he will have changed a lot since then and grown up a lot since then. But back then, he, he was really missing the show. He was seeing it through children's eyes or child's eyes at that point, but really missing it and must have been equally desperate to get back and get in amongst it and see what's going on. You know, he's 15 and um, went through this morning. It was an early start because we wanted to avoid the traffic queues, which actually there wasn't any. Um, but I said to him, and sleep okay, he says, champion. I couldn't get to sleep, I was too excited. I was 15 and he's still excited and, and it's a different show for him and I can see him veering towards that young farmer's sort of um, viewpoint and he has a lot more independence now and he's, they arrived this morning and off they went and yeah. So different actually because yeah, 12 he would have been at the last time he was here and that those three years are a massive huge, difference. Aren't huge they? Yeah. difference in, in their eyes. Um, Having a totally different experience. Totally different. And, and it's still the same sort of layout. They know where the food hall is, they know where the countryside area is, 
but yeah, it's, it's just a, a different experience for them and just having that level of independence and it feels safe. They know where they are, they've come here for so many years, they know exactly where everything is. I had a giggle when I listened back to, to you speaking on the last podcast because you were talking about, you know, when you were younger and, you know, sleeping over in a caravan and going to the Young Show dance. Well, I think it was a horse. A horse? A horse lorry, lorry. Yeah, yes, yeah, a cattle trailer. Tell you, Maxine, but like, well, it's not going to be long before you have to worry about no. your kids doing exactly that. Yeah. How worried will you be? Uh, <laughs> the good thing is I know what I did, so... <laughs> can't get any worse. <laughs> can't get any worse. I know exactly, so... Um, yeah, it doesn't scare me at all. It's, it's a brilliant... A brilliant thing to look back on, and I still sort of raise a smile. So, um, if they have half the fun of what we had, then yeah. And the the thing is, it's a bit like being part of a, a part of a, a club or a group, and everybody knows everybody else through through association, and um, so I'll find out whatever. <laughs> Whatever know, they get up to. not know that you found out, but you'll find out. I'll find out, and I'll turn a blind eye if I need to turn a blind eye. <laughs> but actually, that's a really good point to sum up with Maxine on, isn't it? Because she's mentioned the camaraderie and the community. Yes. And the pinnacle of that, I think, is right here for Absolutely. these four days. Absolutely. Yes. You see people who you used to stand with in the members, and then you went to the wedding, or, mm. you know, and you've seen at weddings, and we all never saw them at weddings or, or at the Highland Show. And it doesn't matter that we've not seen them for two years, it's still there. You know you'll catch up with them for more at some point, and it, I suppose that's yeah. the... And you're actually also spending, you know, your Fergus isn't here right now, but Annabelle's here and Andrew's here. You know, you're actually spending quality time with your own family whilst being here. And I think yeah. that's important for a lot of people to escape work and come here and have Definitely. fun. Yeah. You know, sometimes you probably have more of a... Yeah. decent conversation with your family here than you would at home because you're too busy definitely we, we always come back on the Sunday and I uh, encourage Andrew to see the show through non-agricultural mm. eyes because I think you see it in a very different way when you come with a family yes. and you come and see you know the countryside arena and the dogs and the quack commandos and the, the mini majors this afternoon all these things to actually just sit down and enjoy it and it's just it's a real yeah it's a real treat yeah definitely well we have taken up enough of your time. Thank you for that, Maxine. I'll have a Marks and Spencer sandwich now. <laughs> My name's Stephen Pickering. I'm from Perthshire. We've just arrived for the day about half an hour ago, so we're just starting out. Love coming to the show. It's got a great vibe. Um, love seeing some of the animal pens and, and, and just catching up with everybody that's here. It was great going in and seeing the honeybees. I, I now keep bees. So um, I have an apiary and a um, few hives. So it was good to catch up in there and, and have a chat. Um, also, we keep poultry. So it was good going into the poultry section and having a look around there. So yeah, hopefully we're going to catch on some of the events later on today. My name is Christopher Taylor. I'm Freddie Tetz Marshall. And where are you from, guys? Have you come in from Edinburgh? Yeah, yeah we're from Edinburgh, Edinburgh, yes. With school? Uh, yeah, yeah, with school. Yeah, okay, cool. So just tell me about how you're finding the day. I didn't realise it was going to be as fun as it was, if I'm being completely honest. But there's many shops that I love to go to. There were so many sales in the shops. I got all of the things I'm wearing today, I bought today. And um, a lot of things are quite cheap. Did you not have any clothes on when you were uh, there? Well, they're all in my bag. So. <laughs> yes, um, and also the food's great. food's great. A lot of freebies. Honestly, it's just... It's, it's a good vibe here, a really happy vibe. I like it. To be honest, when I came here, um, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I was like pleasantly surprised. We also got to get into some of the tractors. Pretty cool. Yeah. So 
we're the On Farm podcast. We talk a lot to farmers and farm businesses. And one of the things we talk about a lot is how can we get urban people to think more about what goes on in the countryside and where their food comes from. What about today's experience has maybe opened your eyes to some of that stuff today? Hmm. I mean, a lot of the, the shows, like the sheep shows, the horse shows, they're just very entertaining. Like When I think of sheep and cows, I usually think just maybe they poo in the, they've just poo in the fields and they just stink. But like, it's very entertaining, I'm not gonna lie. Like, all the woodwork stuff's actually also really cool. So honestly, just like maybe televising all these shows um, would actually greatly like, increase the urban population towards the countryside, I guess. Is it something you think, I mean, you, I'm guessing it's not, and why should it be? But it's not something you think about a lot, right? Where your food comes from. No, no, not really. I just think, yo, that's a steak. It's tasty. Let's eat it. Like, but, <laughs> but I mean, now that I've been here, it's, it's fun to see where like, it all comes from and like the, the community of people that make it. And the, yeah, it's just a, it's a nice place, this place. It's very, it's very welcoming. When I came here, there's so much, there were like so many, for example, machines and such, which I just didn't really know what they did at all. And that kind of made me realize, wow, there's like a huge, you know, world of things which happen in like agriculture, which I just wasn't aware of. Brilliant. There's a friend of yours turned up. Yes. Are you from the same? I didn't ask what school you guys are from, actually. Where are you? George Harriet School. George Harriet School. Yeah. Do you want to have a little chat as well? About what, though? I'm, uh, just about today. What are <laughs> you? What's your name, first of all? My name's Osman. How's your day going? What, what are you enjoying about today? Um... Uh, you know, I'm just walking around, you know what I mean? I, I like looking at this area, it's nice and peaceful to be honest. The animals are pretty sick to be fair. Then I hope they're see. not sick, I hope they're well and healthy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's not what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, was a dad joke? You might have noticed the dad joke? Yeah, yeah, basically, I missed out on the sheep shearing competition, which is a real shame, honestly. I, I was sitting there, I was really just wanting to see it. Come back next year for that. Yeah, 100%. Guys, thanks so much for your time, really grateful Thank to you. No problem, no problem. Being shooed, right? In a in a competition. Yeah. It's the best shoe competition for the horses. And there's got fire at the back. Where what? they make the horses' shoes. Do you wonder what's your name? Mirren. Mirren, are you having a nice day? Yeah. What are you enjoying most about being at the Highland Show? Um seeing the horses. And are you, are you from sort of farming backgrounds yourselves, guys? Or? No, 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 we just we actually live really locally, so we're just here for uh, show the kids and have a nice day out and see what's going on. We get to skip school. Surely not. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I was going to ask what's the best thing about being here, but is that the best thing about being here? Yes, maybe. <laughs> if the nails don't fit, they will get a zero mark for nail fit. If it's no level, they'll get a zero mark for level. And if it's not the right size, it'll be marked down for that as well. So size, level, nail fit, it's all done in a point system. The, the podcast, I suppose, is, is listened to more by farmers and people from farming backgrounds than, than other folks. But one of the things we try to deal with quite a lot is how can the countryside and food producers get itself to be better understood by people that live in towns and cities? And I just wonder, what's your experience being here? Are you, you know, it's great to have the kids here. Are you, are you finding out more about where food comes from? You're getting that kind of experience. What about, what do you think, Mirren? Yeah, because we went to a storytelling place and it told us about the mud and how the, the soil and how the bugs use it as food. And how we use it as food. Absolutely right. That's really good. So this, so this is Mirren. Who else have we got here? The 
And what are your names, guys? Well, I'm Craig. And Roz. Craig, Roz, Mirren, Blair. Thank you so much for your time. I'll let you enjoy the rest of the, oh, rest of the experience. You. Cheers. We're on our way now to the Scottish Land and Estate Stand, which um, yesterday was absolutely heaving and today still looks pretty busy because I wanted to try and talk to somebody about their Helping It Happen Awards, which is basically um, an award system that they have in place to try and reward and recognise the amazing stuff that rural businesses and Scottish estates are doing for communities and um, for the wider rural business scene. Um, so. It's a brilliant way of businesses to get recognised and for us to show appreciation for what they're doing for, for our rural areas. And I think I can spot somebody over there who we can just like, nab for a quick chat. Stephen, I want to highlight the Helping It Happen Awards. The deadline for entry for the awards is the 18th of July. So now it's kind of time critical to make sure even more people know about these awards and why they should be entering. So Stephen is going to tell us all about it. Why, why an awards scheme? What, what benefit does it bring to estates and other rural businesses throughout Scotland? I think it brings uh, recognition of a lot of the great work that's done by estates. There's not a lot of that around. A lot of our members and, and wider rural businesses do some fantastic work. And it's just recognising that in an official way and celebrating that, um, both in terms of recognising what they've done, but sharing with others the stories, how they did it, why they did it, and encouraging other people to come forward as well, encouraging other people to follow up on that good work and continue that for the future. So it's important for the sector as a whole that we celebrate what we do. Do you think some people are a bit too humble to, to enter this? Do you think that's a barrier that we, that we maybe face? We want people to be recognised, but they maybe don't even appreciate the level of work that they've done and how important it is. Absolutely. I mean, I think that lack of... Uh recognition internally is quite tricky because we speak to some members and say you know what are you doing they say oh, we don't really do very much and then you actually get deeper into the conversation they're doing loads they're working with local schools they're working with community groups they're enhancing biodiversity they're you know doing all sorts of things so sometimes we do need to give them that little nudge and, and tease out some of these stories which are absolutely fantastic but, but yeah people can be reticent so that's part of the reason why we allow other people to nominate um, for this as well it doesn't have to come from the individual but so other people should nominate if they see people doing something good you know give them that recognition and reward for that yeah because it isn't just about receiving a pat on the back it's actually we've got to think about well actually how is this going to affect you know winning an award that's going to have a massive effect on the morale of the staff team for example that there's so much more to it than just oh yes we think we deserve to win this so we've been doing good things that's not even really part of it Almost every award has a team sits behind it, and it's the, these awards are always for the whole team. It's not just one person with a figurehead. I think that's a really important part of it. That um, integration of businesses of different people, different groups coming together to do things is a huge part of the evening. Yeah. So, how long have people got? When is the deadline for entry? 18th of July is the deadline for entry. So, still plenty of time. But don't hang yes. about. This episode will be going out a, a good couple of weeks before that deadline, so it's not too late. Nominate another business if it's not relevant to yours, or nominate yourself if it is. I, I can't list all of the categories here, but I can tell you that there are categories within conservation and environment, housing, communities, innovation, farming. So there's kind of 
I can't think of any rural business that wouldn't fit into one of the categories at least. No, there's a category for everyone, as you say, and, and sometimes how other people see is quite important, so how they see the things that you're doing. And there's plenty of time to nominate people, we can help with the application as well. It can be fairly painless, and, uh, and if nothing else, if you're nominated for the, as a finalist, you get a good night out as well. At the award ceremony, yes, absolutely, which is in the diary. But no, I actually did do a nomination on behalf of a business I know the day before yesterday and it was a very simple process and easily done so I think I think do it because now more than ever I think we all just need a bit of a morale boost and a kind of a bit of a feeling of what you're doing is worthwhile. I think there's that morale boost but there's also this telling the story of rural Scotland to the whole of Scotland. We, we have quite an an urban centric feel in some areas and, and telling that across politically and across you know culturally that of what's happening in rural Scotland explaining all the great work that's going on so that people have an understanding on what living and working in the rural areas is like so it helps to broadly tell that story not just this isn't just a backslapping exercise within our industry this is about telling our story and, and it does help immensely politically as well if we can show live examples because policy geeks like myself can bang on about the great work we do but actually if we can take someone and show them and bring that story to life then it adds so much more weight to what we do. Save the best till last there Stephen, that was a good a good ending. Uh, we're just walking past the German beer tent so you can hear the bars because it's always so busy. Haven't been in there yet myself but I'm hoping that at some point I can maybe nip in for five minutes. And now we're walking past these two enormous wooden poles because it's the um, forestry area so you can hear the chainsaws and they have all sorts of things in there they have yesterday I saw them doing a, an axe throwing contest and then at some point they had the people these amazing guys actually climbed to the very top of those poles in a demonstration of speed and fitness it's quite impressive actually what they're actually doing here is carving animals wooden animals there's usually a bear and an owl. It's very, it's very clever, actually. Do you guys fancy a quick chat? You caught my yeah. eye. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone. They've no, come on! Come on! It's not going to oh, hurt. It's just. Oh, okay. It's not the telly, it's I promise. Podcast. Don't worry, you're not oh, on the camera. <laughs> so, come, come around, come we around. We are from the On Farm podcast, which stands for Food, Agriculture and Rural Matters. So it's like Scotland's rural podcast. So we're, we've been out all morning chatting to like a massive range of people about why they're here and why they love it and what they're doing. So what, we've got three lovely young ladies here. What are you all doing Drink. here at the show? <laughs> Drinking. Uh, good social, I mean, to come to. Good. And before COVID, were you regulars at the show? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every year. So what's it like being back after a massive... Oh, good. Good, good. good to be back. You've got massive... You've all got massive smiles on your faces. You're obviously having fun. Are it you from good. a farming background? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I'm horses mainly. So oh, I've got okay. show jumping. So, right. yeah. so where, where have you all come from? Uh, Lanark. Lanark. Like, yeah, that kind of area. Lanarkshire. Oh, uh-huh. Clyde Valley. <laughs> yeah. Good. And so, yeah, so it's an amazing feeling to be back. You're seeing a lot of faces that you've not seen for ages. Yes. Yeah. It's good yeah. to see them all. So cool. nice. So, like, sounds a bit corny, but, like, in this sentence, what does the Royal Highland Show mean to you? A lot. A, a social lot. event. Yeah. 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 It's you like get to make, like, friends for life. Do you know what I mean? When you're just come here every year, so you get to see things that you know like, about. It's like, still a work environment, yeah. kind of. Yeah. 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 So you wouldn't be without it. 
No, no. definitely no. not. <laughs> Good. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. What are you here for? Drink. <laughs> it's not even noon yet. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> what we think we're going to do now is just pop to visit the organic milk producers because they're just a kind of really good example of an agricultural organisation that uses the Highland Show as a showcase. So hopefully we'll find somebody on the stand that we can have a bit of a chat to. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hi. Hi. Hello. 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 I'm Anna from Seen and Heard. We're also recording a bit of a podcast, so we thought we'd have a come and have a quick chat about what's going on here and, and why. Ross Payton and I farm in southwest Scotland. We are a group of organic dairy farmers based all in Scotland, selling milk to various organisations including organic milk suppliers, Co-op, Graham's, Muller and also to Bryce Cunningham's farm at Mosquil which oh, is a trailblazer yes, in the central well belt uh, for his uh, milk and his vending machines. And do you find you must do because you're here but you know how do you find the highland show as a platform to raise awareness and get more people to understand about organic milk well it's very difficult to figure in it obviously without getting into major research but we certainly feel as well look how popular it is people coming here all the time it's a good place to sell the message we're in a good location there's proof of the puddings in the eating whether we increase sales i don't know people talk about it a lot People go away, hopefully, looking for organic produce, not just milk, cheese. I see some Cornish Highland Dairy cheese, always a favourite with me, yes. Yes. And uh, also Cream of Galloway from the southwest. Fabulous. Well, it's Dave here. Uh, we are drawing to the end of this first episode from the 200th Royal Highland Show. Anna and I, Monty disappeared ages ago, but Anna and I went our separate ways for a few hours there to just have a bit of a wander about and I think you went to the members to catch up with a few people, Anna. Yeah, yeah, we've no idea where Monty is. <laughs> Hopefully he finds his way home at some point later tonight, but that's not our problem. I saw um, him earlier and he was on his way to a drinks reception at uh, Go Rural Scotland. So right, that's where well, he was going. Monty will have started the drinks receptions, which, uh, yeah, could could be interesting. Um, but I'm actually about to go for a drink myself. When Dave said, oh, let's just record this last bit outside the Young Farmers, I thought, excellent location, Young Farmers, you know, what a brilliant organisation. But then I cursed him because I was at the opposite side of the showground. With, with a pims in hand? Uh, well, no, just with sore feet and a, kev- a heavy shopping bag. <laughs> so, uh, so I've come all the way over, um, met Dave, and yeah, we're just feeling tired, but how we've had a great day. You know, we could have probably recorded 10 episodes of content because there's so many interesting people and things going on, but we've limited it to one. Plus the episode next week, which is Rhett, incredibly important episode. I think what we wanted to do today was just capture the flavour of, you know, yes, amazing, it's the 200th Royal Highland Show. But more importantly, it's the first one back after this awful two years of fallow Mm. period. And we wanted to capture just how sort of joyful it is for everybody to be back. I know, it's quite hard because you could come to any Highland Show and everybody is smiling because everybody's kind of off duty even if they're working they're having fun and yet like if it's possible the smiles have just got a little bit broader and maybe a little bit more relaxed this year because i think people are just so relieved 
and oh goodness well the weather's done us a lot of favors as well so um yeah it's it's been fabulous and it's not over yet you know we're recording this on the friday so there's a whole weekend still to come and as dave said earlier you know despite what we may think sometimes there are other things in life as well as podcasting so dave's off to enjoy his weekend and i'm coming back with my kids ah tomorrow to the show so um yeah i'm bringing yeah, my kids on. on sunday and i think it'll be a lot less enjoyable than it's been today yeah. <laughs> i know and i should i look at the people with the push chairs and i think oh you poor things and then i think actually i've got to bring my kids tomorrow we're beyond the push chair years although push chairs are quite handy for putting your shopping in so i might be wishing i had one um, but no we've had an amazing two days we wished we could have talked to more people but it's been really lovely to talk to some familiar faces and some new faces and hopefully we've done the show justice so just a little bit of housekeeping on that we're getting this episode out hopefully on monday it's going to be a bit of a tight turnaround getting it edited for monday but we will do this episode is hopefully already in your feeds on monday and then i'm hoping by thursday so in just three days time we'll get the special episode that we've also recorded today in the re- we keep calling it the red tent but it's not a it's tent, not a tent. No, it's, it's very a, much a barn a building, a shared a building. Yeah. we've had a wonderful time recording in the red tent today as well so we'll get that in your podcast feed later on this week um, and with that anna i think we should go and find a drinks reception or so. two yeah definitely I, I just need to decide whether i fancy prosecco or pims <laughs> it's tough it's a tough life <laughs>